Third of Heels, Chapter Eighteen. Late. You're late. Erica stared at the floor sullenly. Mr. Davis, her supervisor, a huge bear of a man with a tangle of wild hair and a beard, looked at her with dark, impenetrable eyes. I'm sorry, she said. My tire blew out on the way in, and then I hit traffic I wasn't expecting. In truth, she almost didn't make it at all. After she was sure she left Weatherman be far behind, she had a severe panic attack. She wanted this job more than anything, but it meant going to the place where Sleek worked. What if Sleek ran into her? What would happen then? But then, why would she run into Sleek here? The Capes Court facility was huge, and superheroes almost never fraternized with the ancillary staff. She reasoned if they were looking for someone, it wouldn't be an entry-level technician at their own facility on their first day on the job. Besides, other than her bad judgment of getting involved in the first place, everything else that had happened afterwards had been purely circumstantial. She was just trying to increase her likelihood of not dying. She didn't force Weatherman to put the money in her car. She even protested it. Plus, she'd been wearing her superhero disguise the whole time. The way Erica saw it, she had to do this. It's the goal she'd been working towards for years. She wasn't going to let some bump of the road like a maniac cyborg with an energy cannon spoil her chances. Besides, if she didn't go... Her parents would make her pay back all her student loans on her own. Mr. Davis broke into a disarming smile. Don't worry about Miss Belfry. With all those police chases, superhero battles, and whatnot, it's a wonder you made it in at all. Just try not to make it a habit. I won't, sir. Enough with this sir stuff. Call me Carl. Erica smiled. Okay, Carl. See, that's better already. Truthfully, if you shown up in ten minutes later... I would have won the pool. He shook his head. That'll teach me not to bet against a mathematical savant. As a tip, most of us in the Capes Corps ancillary staff leave for work a few hours early to avoid delays. If you get here early, we're always willing to work with you. Whether you want to start your shift early and leave early, get some overtime, or you can sack out in the rec room, which is pretty spectacular, if I do say so myself. It's where we go on our breaks, where the building gets sucked into a strange dimension close to our time off. That happens? She asked. Carl nodded. Once or twice in the old days, but it hasn't happened in years. Rumor has it that some of the supers made a treaty with some interdimensional being who put the kibosh on that happening anymore. Really? That's the rumor, Carl shrugged. You never know about those kind of things. There's all sorts of crazy mysteries that happen around here. But hey, that's part of what makes this place so cool. He chuckled. <laughs> Still, that's not what we're here for. This is what we're here for. He ushered Erica to the door and waved an arm around a warehouse-side shop. One of the Capes Corps jets, resting on a specially-sized scaffold, where several technicians worked on it. An entire section of the room was dedicated to weapon and munitions repair. There was a whole line of training robots in various states of disrepair. Some of them were riddled with bullet holes. Others were severely dented with their limbs ripped off. One sliced clean in half. And three more were piles of melted slag that cooled into shiny blobs. Erica briefly wondered what they were expected to do with those final ones. This place is amazing, she said. It sure is, Carl beamed. Come on, let's get a closer look. As he took the stairs from his office to the main floor, 
He looked over his file. It says here you graduated Kirby Lee's Psychic Academy at the top of your class in aeronautical, mechanical, and electrical engineering with a strong emphasis on theoretical energy applications. Bottom of your class in self-defense and survival. He smiled at her wryly. <laughs> I guess I won't make you battle a ninja or light a campfire when you make the coffee. Erica smiled back at him. I'd appreciate it. You were also the top of your class in aerial maneuvers and tactics? Nice! People flying for years only managed to get a C. Do you use anti-grab boots or a rocket pack? I, uh, converted my car into an aircraft? She said sheepishly. Then she grimaced. It was all over the news. Why would she tell him such a thing? It could be linked to today's early events. Mr. Davis was still looking over her dossier. Wow, you must have been some pilot. I think so, she said modestly. So, he looked at her intently. You want to be a superhero, don't you? She stared at him open-mouthed. How did you know? <laughs> Mr. Davis barked out a laugh. You'll fit in well down here. Erica frowned. What? He smiled at her warmly. Miss Belfry, you're hardly the first person hired on the Cape's Corps ancillary staff that had the dream of donning the cape. You'd be in the minority if you didn't. You want to be a superhero too? Well, sure. He stopped in front of a table of broken robots and waved his hand over the closest one with its arm torn off. The robot and its arm vibrated and sparked. Then the arm leapt up into the robot and the broken pieces mended and merged back together, the plastic pieces morphing and shaping under their own power. Moments later, the robot was completely repaired. Mr. Davis dropped his hand to the table with a loud, Whew! Erica clapped. That was incredible! How did you do that? He wiped his brow and smiled at her. I'm a techno-kinetic. I can manipulate machines with my mind. Can you do it again? He held up his hands, begging off. No, not really. My little party trick tuckers me out something fierce. Thanks to that little demo here, I'm going to need a few extra cups of coffee this morning. Does everyone in the ancillary staff have powers too? Not everyone, but many of us do. Some of us in engineering support have tech-based powers. One of the custodians that has been with us for 15 years is strong enough to bench press a tank. It comes in handy when he has to clean under the lab equipment. Others have power armor gathering dust in the garages, but most of us are gadgeteers. I'm a gadgeteer, she said brightly. He nodded. I figured as much. From what I've seen in your dossier, you're quite a gifted one at that. So, uh, how often do, um... Mr. Davis's smile faded. How hard is it for one of us to transfer to a full cape status? Yeah, I was wondering when you would get to that. Oh, don't look at me like that. Everyone asks sooner or later. Look, kid, I'm going to level with you. It has happened, but not since the 1960s, and that was Dr. Gadget himself. Before then, he was the tech lab, before they hired people like us. Since then, no one else has broken into the cape. Judging from your dossier, you're one of the most talented people I've ever seen, but it doesn't matter much beyond this place. As far as the higher-ups are concerned, we gadgeteers are a dime a dozen. Oh... I see. I've heard that before. Carl nodded sagely. I'm sure you have. I can sympathize. He sighed. <sighs> Listen, Erica, 
I hate to be the one bursting anyone's dreams. I really do. I stood where you are and heard the exact same news. My former boss didn't hail it with the tack that I needed, and it messed with me for a while. Then I realized something. I am special. Maybe I don't have the TV ads and magazines touting my uniqueness to the world at large. But that doesn't mean it's no less true. Once I realized that, I saw the work I did was of value. Regardless if it was ancillary to another's focus. The high fives and attaboys aren't more important than recognize the value that you bring. Once you learn to accept this, you will be happier for it. We try to cultivate a supportive environment here, and I, for one, would love you to join our happy yet quirky family. Erica smiled. I think I like that. Good. Carl clapped her on the back. Take it from me. I've interacted with several of the superheroes, and many of them aren't as pious as they seem on the screen. Thinking of today's earlier events, she nodded. I think I know what you mean. Well, good, he said brightly. I'd rather work here in a nice environment with my friends than be out battling sinister forces in the cold and rain. Come on, let me show you around. I'll take you to the rec room first. That sounds awesome. Mr. Davis opened the door. It's just through here to the right. Erica froze. She found herself standing face to face with Sleek. Sleek gave her a vindicated smile. Hello, sweetie. Remember me? Thank you for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. I hope you enjoyed my tale of heroes and villains. If you like this story, perhaps you might like other tales created by me, Christopher Chansey. My other podcast, The Skies Embrace, is an epic fantasy that follows the exploits of the crew of the skyship The Maiden's Arrow as they navigate the perils of the clouds. I also have another podcast titled Stories by the Fire. It's an eclectic range of short stories and longer epics told in a darker ambiance. All these tales and more are available on my website, ChristopherChancy.com, and my YouTube channel. Theater of Heels and my other novels are also available on Amazon.com and other fine book retailers. If you'd like to support my work, please consider joining my Patreon family at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. There you get exclusive insights and sneak peeks into my work, projects, artwork, and novels, as well as get access to exclusive merch. As always, thank you for stopping by and listening. May your journey always be a heroic one. Farewell.